I'm Tim Lindsay. I'm Jeremy Knowles. And I'm Seth Drabinski. From Breathe, Feel, Love, and you're listening to Walk Left, the podcast. And I'm Marty Chidorek. Thanks for joining us. Before, before we get into the production, I'd like to just talk a bit about uh, the history of the company. Sure. Um, well, we met collectively in a, another production uh, in 2009, and close to doing that, we decided... Of this same show. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah of right. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. We thought it would be great to tour it. My background is a, a touring drummer and a tour manager, and uh, kind of thought this, this show works great in a number of venues, and it doesn't have to be in a traditional theater. It can be in a rock bar or a whatever. So we, you know, we, we took that and we decided that we should do this and form this little company and tour this project. Uh, and after, so after doing a Canadian tour, uh, Winnipeg Fringe Festival uh, 2011, plus some kind of one-offs in Montreal and Ottawa, we thought, you know, it's time to bring it back to Toronto to do a, a full a full run. Mm-hmm. All of our friends were really wanted to see the show again. And so Yeah, everybody who missed it in yeah. 2009 when we first did it is chomping at the bit to see it now because we've been talking about it for the past three years nonstop. Yeah. So the company was really purpose-built for, and it's interesting too because it not only is it built out of essentially like your, your core production team for your production of Hedwig, it's neat that it's sort of drawing on everybody's skills and it's like you having that music background and it's such a, it's such a music show. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a rock show. I mean, right. that's how I feel. I mean, obviously, yeah, no, there's is. there's a theater element to it, yeah, of course. Yeah, so, I mean, the show itself is, it's a concert. Like, it's not, it's not your typical musical theater show at all. Uh, it is a concert, and, you know, over the concert, Hedwig tells her story. And so, it's a band with a singer and a backup singer. So, the tour is, makes perfect sense, like a band. Mm-hmm. And we did do some, as Jeremy says, some pretty gnarly kind of rock clubs and you know <laughs> there are some evenings in in thunder bay and you know ottawa and places like that that weren't your traditional theater space per se but it was it was an interesting challenge to get the show into those corners yeah now because it is like a Change. concert did that add a certain something to the the vibe of that backwater kind of bar well yeah feel? that's, that's yeah. written into the show part of the the whole concept of it is that hedwig is touring uh like following another rock tour right and her band is playing the really divey terrible bar across the tracks from the big stadium where her protege is playing so to play at you know the rainbow bistro in ottawa and places like that was kind of fitting because in all those towns you have the big outdoor arenas or hockey rink arenas where the big bands would play but also these tiny little venues as well it's funny to have a show that's like shunning no 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 yeah. your space is too classy <laughs> yeah please do you have do you have a seedier joint where we can produce this yeah this is totally unrelated but did i tell you i got recognized in the rainbow bistro no. i was in ottawa recently because i had a tour manager <laughs> and someone recognized me from our performance in 2010 <laughs> that's great yeah well somebody actually at that performance booked us or got made contact with us and later booked us for a show at le national in Montreal, just because they 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 happened to catch the show in, in Ottawa in that tiny little club. So true, yeah. we played to a few people, but they were the right people, I think. So where along the line, and sort of, it's sort of like the show you were already doing Hedwig, and the company was sort of congealed out of that. Yeah. Yes. Where was a, a a production company called Ghostlight Productions who did the 2009 show, 
and uh, that's where we all first met. So out of that, after the run was over, we didn't want to stop working on it. We wanted to keep going. So the people who wanted to keep going eventually turned into this company. Now, I know because you have a very informative podcast yourself, I yes. know a bit of your theater background. <laughs> right. The Speezy, available at thespeezy.wordpress.com. Find us on Facebook, The Speezy. I guess for the sake of this, we might as well review sort of your coming into doing theater. Sure. 2009, I had just finished an internship at the Stratford Shakespeare Festival as their sound design intern, and that's been my primary focus in theater is sound and tech, and that's my role in this show. Um, but I've also, you know, had little forays here and there into producing shows as well, so this is sort of filling all those roles at once for me. Now, prior to this had you dabbled in any theater before or was it just primarily from sort of a rock background and just the straight music that you ended up uh, yeah primarily music uh, i did work as a sound designer front house guy for fiddler on the roof and something else <laughs> at university so i did you know i've done a little bit right. but i've mostly played in bands and toured that's 15 years I was working my way up to you because your name and, and Hedwig and this show are like synonymous and you have what you have on your website, you've got like uh, going back to 2007, like oh, reviews of you and like yeah, university so, doing this show. Well, yeah. So I started doing this show, performing the show in 2007 in Vancouver with a company out there. And um, that was the first time I really got to do the show. And I, I, Fell in love with the show when I was back in high school when I first came across the recording of the cast, the cast a Broth Broadway cast recording. Then I first did it in two thousand seven, and then that producer ended up moving to Toronto and formed Ghostlight Theater. Oh, okay. And so then when I moved up to Toronto, we produced it again, and I did the show again with him. And then when that finished, we started Breathe for Love, and we were just doing it on and off. Yeah. Awesome. So it's, yeah, it's been in my back pocket for a long time. I feel what what an asset. That we have with Hedwig is that it's a property that people at least have heard of. Mm -hmm. They've either seen the movie a bit or heard a couple songs from it. So they're curious to find out what the actual show is like. I mean, uh, there have been, I think about 10 years ago, there was a professional production of Hedwig and the Angry Inch, but uh, aside from that in Toronto, there's only been the Ghost Light one and the one that we're doing. There was right actually, now. there was also a Fringe Festival, I think, the wrong. Early 2000s or uh -huh. mid 2000s, there was a production that happened at the French mm -hmm. Festival. And then so, I know there was there was actually a apparently someone did something at the Drake, a Hedwig thing at the mm -hmm. Drake years and years ago. I have no idea what it was, like just a one night kind of thing. Right, they might have done like yeah. a cabaret of the songs yeah, or whatever, maybe. something. Yeah, that happened. They're great songs. They stand outside the show mm -hmm. on their own, like a rock album. That original off Broadway cast that Seth is talking about is one that we just keep going back to when we're teaching new band members to play it's just it's such a great record and uh you know on that basis alone even if you're not a theater fan like the show appeals it just like good music and, you know, rocking good times <laughs> who doesn't like rocking good times yeah. how is that process for you i mean just from sort of a human resources standpoint never mind the actual feel of the production but just in terms of collecting a band. I mean, how much sort of theater emphasis versus music emphasis because it is kind of a concert. You're looking for rock and roll. Yeah. You know, we have the theater. Uh, you know. 
Seth and L.A. Like, they're the theater people, you know, and the majority of the acting is on their shoulders anyway. So the band needs to be people that have toured and can show up with stage experience because you don't need to act that. That's You can't act. Right. You know, you need to just be that and learn that from years of playing and on the road and feeling comfortable in front of people. I mean, that's something... I just don't think you can find otherwise. Right, I mean, not much, not much acting going on when you when you're playing a guitar and focusing on no. the right notes. And if you've got the the guy that's you know been, been touring as as Devram, our new guy, he's uh, um, the guitar for Emily, and he's been touring for quite some time. You know, he's played stadiums. Like he just know he just does what he does, and that is the role. Right, you know. Yeah. He doesn't need to act. Yeah. He just needs to be himself. You're playing someone who's been in a band. Yeah, <laughs> Have yeah. you been in a band? Check. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the original production is actually interesting. Um, John Cameron Mitchell and Stephen Trask are kind of that same fusion. Stephen Trask was in a band called Cheater, and they were the original Angry Inch. It was just his band was performing those parts. And John Cameron Mitchell is obviously a well-known actor and you know director and author and whatever else. So you know he was bringing that part equation in over top of an existing rock band we try and stick to that vibe it's not that there's like a divide between the band and the performers it's all very good camaraderie i find and, and you know, get along well but there's there's kind of a, a mix of different backgrounds that people bring and it just works we did not really want theater musicians i'm not there's not, nothing against them <laughs> but like that's the nature of the piece like you sit in a pit sitting down in a chair usually and you're reading the score in front of you as you're playing yeah. and for this show like it's it's totally inappropriate it's, yeah yeah it does not it's, it's work for this it's show. embarrassing almost because you have to read you know yeah. for that show it's just like plot it's you've got to look part of being into a rock and roll band and nothing against the like some of the people i work with on musical theater shows are some of the highest caliber musicians no, like, learn a part just sight reading that's more complicated than you know, it blows me away, but there's uh, more of an attitude that's required for rock and roll, which is almost more important, I think, I'd say. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you do have to have the, the, the chops. Because it is a bit of a challenging show. Music, it doesn't, and what I love about it, it's, it doesn't sound challenging when you listen to it. it. It's like a great bass line, you know? Like, if you, you, you don't realize how good it is until it's gone or until you try to play it yourself. Right. You know, um, or a good mix. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those subtleties, and then you sit down and you're learning it, and you're like, "This is actually difficult, more way more difficult than I thought." Um, and so there's that. I mean, that's what I enjoy most about it, when I'm learning stuff personally. Yeah, you know, there's a lot to job. there's a lot to sink your teeth into yeah. beyond just the basic right. songs. So you do have to have some capability. I mean, our 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 members are great musicians. They also tour and be able to double fist a couple of bottles of Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just absolutely. Yeah, for breakfast. Yeah, and then right before the show once again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm not kidding though. Right? Rock and roll is a vocation, <laughs> it's a calling. Really, it is. Yeah. It's a, it's that you've got a weird sort of hybrid with this, with a production like this. Yeah. To be like, okay. There's, know. there's a little bit more freedom than you would normally get in a traditional musical where everything is rehearsed right down to the 
bar number exactly where every cue is. Like there's room in the show for the band to improvise a little bit and for Seth to like cue them on the fly if he's interacting with the audience or wants to take, you know, a little bit more time to do his thing. Like the band can just sort of pick up on his lead. And there's It's a little bit more free form than your usual musical is. I guess because I guess the concert feel it's a bit more interactive in a way too. Oh yeah, there's there's no fourth wall. <laughs> yeah. None whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, there've been people whose phones go off that get a tirade of abuse from the stage. Yeah. Have, <laughs> don't come late to the show unless, <laughs> unless you're prepared to deal with Hedwig's wrath. My my favorite was in Winnipeg. Um, like due to the nature of the show, we often are on it. This is where we go theaters. It's like a seven thirty or eight o'clock show, which is a standard theater time, you know, versus right. the rock. So often there's something happening after our show in whatever venue we've been in. Right. Um, and in Winnipeg, um, there was bands playing. It was a Friday night, and there were bands coming in for 10 o'clock or something. And this kid opens the back door, the loading door, during our show because, you know, no one, he didn't get the memo or, you know. <laughs> no what bothered to tell him. Yeah. But uh, Hedwig just... You know, I, I don't remember don't what you remember said. What happened? I, but I was, just remember that now. You but. just cursed him out, you know, like, you know, <laughs> and it was brilliant. Yeah. Be prepared, especially if you're sitting in the front row. <laughs> this happened the first time we did the show in 2009 here. In the front row, this girl pulls out her phone and starts texting. Yeah. So be prepared. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. Can't imagine, but I guess that's a weird. That's part of being in these venues that aren't really theater venues. Yeah. Often. Yeah, is that people don't come with that same attitude of yeah. yeah so it's it's a challenge on on both to us to present it and get their attention and keep their attention, but also to the audience who maybe weren't expecting to devote that much attention, and then it's sort of demanded of them from the stage. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's especially after the first number, and uh, you know, it's this big bombastic opening, and Seth comes in from the audience and takes the stage and sings. But then after that, he sort of goes into you know, what I would imagine in a, your typical rock show would be like, hello, how are you? You know, five, six words of welcome to the show. But then it just turns into this tirade that just keeps going and keeps going. And I can only imagine how freaked out you would be if you didn't know what the show was and you were like, yeah. I want this Why guy shut, shut up and sing. <laughs> you expect a concert and you yeah. get a monologue. Yeah. 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 Well, hopefully. And anyone that listens to this will know, <laughs> will know a couple of the, the do's and don'ts, the handy tips. When you've done it in Toronto before, where was, was it? Where was it previously? We did it at the, the theater center, mm-hmm. at the Great Hall, yeah. which, sadly, they've stopped the theater center's move to their new space, so they're not doing shows in that space anymore. Yeah. We, uh, we rocked it so hard that uh, they felt they could go, <laughs> couldn't go on anymore, that that was it. They've reached their, their peak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, like your, that's like a theater venue there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because I feel like you need, you need that weird hybrid from yeah. the audience, too. Yeah. Like, yeah, you do. Which you is know? why the Drake Underground's a great fit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's almost a bit too classy, <laughs> maybe. We can change but, that. Uh, but it's, yeah, not so great venue. I mean, damn you, Queen West. Why yeah. did you gentrify? <laughs> <laughs> if it was still the the old Drake before, was it? I think ten years ago, the new owner bought it and right. redid it. But before it was like a a rave den. Right. So that would have been like perfect, perfect. even better. Yeah. yeah. What's it like to be purpose built? And I mean, you're doing it well. You've got the popular demand to come back and do it again. But I mean, what's what's that like to be so specific in your focus? I guess. Well, I think we're all we're all passionate about the show. We all we all love working on it, and we always find uh, things that are rewarding about it to come 
back to again and again. It's, uh, you know, you look at when you're performing to a crowd of people who are responding to this material as deeply and profoundly as people do night after night. That's so thrilling to know that you're part of that in some small way, larger, I guess, for sex. Uh, but, you know, even just um, doing the, the back end of it, like there's a lot of work involved, obviously, in schlepping up dresses around and getting everything getting into shape and taking care of the finances and stuff, but we like the camaraderie and, you know, we all want to do this because it's a show that bears repeating. It comes back, you know, mm -hmm. there's something different that you get out of it every time. It's repeating. Uh, me too. It speaks to me in some way. I, when I remember when I first did this, I hadn't heard of it before getting offered the gig and I kind of thought, uh, I, I watched the movie, I read the script, I listened to the sound recording and I and when I kind of got together with these guys and met these people and this cast, I thought, you know, like this is, this is kind of what I've been looking for. It it felt like things made sense in my life all of a sudden, uh, you know. And we all, I guess, we all have those moments. And it was great. I didn't have to move my drums every night. <laughs> I was like, wow, I get to, I get to leave these here and just come back tomorrow and they're set up. I'm in. <laughs> and I still find new things, you know. Lyrically, or you know, they're just like a, maybe a new chord that I might hear that I didn't hear before, or I hear it in a new way, or like the reaction that's of it. You know, like it's new every night, despite being the same show. It is, you know. For me, like when I started doing the show, like I, I was in Vancouver. I was doing opera school, and I'd done a bit of theater, like but like high school theater. And then in opera school, well, in opera school, they don't they don't teach you how to act at all. And so I was very green. Actor, I guess you could say, back when I first did it. And then I did one in 2009, I grew a bit more, and then since moving, I mean, since moving to Toronto, I've been working a lot on my acting, growing as an actor, and taking workshops and classes. And you know, just recently, I started seeing working on new features based in Vancouver. I've learned a whole whack load of new tools in my tool bag, and especially in, when it comes to like script analysis. I'm now applying that to a script now. So I'm totally taking the scripts, going back to the start, just rehashing through the script and sort of tearing it apart and trying to put it back together in this new light. It's really cool. Oh, definitely. It sounds like a neat way to... I mean, it's, it sounds like not only are you keeping it fresh, like it's just fresh because you, you're you new coming to it. Yeah. I enjoy watching Seth grow. Like, I've noticed the change in like how he, he's taken the character like I, I feel like when we first did it, you, you were acting through the character. Now I feel like when he does it, when he becomes Hedwig, it's like this, I don't know how to explain it. Like I feel like it's like you have this other person in you that you just bring out. It's like a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Like you can just turn on this person that's going to rip you a new one if you turn on your cell phone, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, I, it impresses me. And I, you know, I actually enjoy it. It makes it just blushing. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I just love hearing the same sound cues that we've been using since 2009 <laughs> that I have to play over and over again every time. <laughs> yeah, how's that? <laughs> Are you revisiting any of that? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, we've built the show so that it's uh, we don't have to worry about the tech side of it as much because obviously we've done it so many multiple spaces that we've got uh, basically all the cues. There's a projection show like those slides and the sound cues are all like on one basically powerpoint where you can 
direction. So always think in the direction of where I'm going to. I can worry about the more important stuff, which is, you know, does the band sound good? Can we hear set? Is it visible on stage? That sort of thing. And uh, those are things that I, I it's just me flying my train anyway. And, and you know, I have the confidence and, and trust in these guys to kind of take care of the performance side of things and make sure everything's it's doing its job. So it's a well it's a well oiled machine now. Yeah. You've, you've all got your hybrid jobs. Yeah. You're somewhere in between like a, a theater tech and like a band yeah. like a concert tech. Yeah, I, I have a character in the show whose name is Boris, Boris Yeltsin, the roadie. <laughs> uh, and should something break on stage, I am prepared to go on stage swearing in Russian until it's fixed. <laughs> 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 See, t- you tell stories like that and people are just going to want something to go wrong yeah. Boris is showing well, that's actually, sorry I, I can make when, that happen <laughs> when things go wrong in the show that's actually when it's like the most fun yeah because well, no one knows that's true what's of, all, of all life yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean we, like, we've had so many I mean there's moments where you know, you know something will happen in the audience and I can't not address it and right. so you know you address it and sometimes by doing that you totally forget where you are <laughs> in the monologue you've just been doing. And yeah, that's kind of fun. Luckily, LA is prepared as he gets that to kind of prompt you yeah. in the show. Yeah. Which yeah. he has to do it in her Slavic accent. <laughs> I think you were at the point in the show where you talked about foamy moses. <laughs> <laughs> which happens a lot, so that's a bit generic. But... You must answer the same questions repeatedly the number of times you've done it. What are questions you're sick of getting asked, having done it as long as you have? Am I related to Garth? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the answer is yes, we are cousins, but I've never met him. I'm actually sick of answering that question. Oh, really? You get that question? Oh, Oh, is he really? (laughs) You can't really escape it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not related to Beyonce Knowles. <laughs> I'm just pointing that out as well. We're on that topic. I know. You should see his ass. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't cut it. <laughs> Tickets are already on sale, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. They're selling briskly, so get them in advance. Don't wait to get to them at the door. Go to our website, breathefeellove.com, and pick up your tickets now. Yeah, and we actually have. Special for groups. Uh, if you buy five tickets, you get one free ticket. How about that? And if you buy ten tickets, you get two free tickets. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> you must buy in advance online and before January 9th. Which is your opening night? That's yes. right. Yeah. running until the 27th. Yeah. Yes. Our shows are, well, currently our tickets are on sale right now for shows um, Wednesday through Saturday. Wednesday nights are at 7.30, except for the last Friday, which is at 6.30. Yeah, just you can go on our website to see the yeah. exact times. We're doing matinees on Saturdays. Yeah. And uh, uh, Drake Hotel, if you don't know, is 1150 Queen Street West, just east of Dufferin. So uh, go in there and head downstairs, and we'll, we'll see you there. Yeah. Make sure to grab a Hedwig cocktail on your way down. Mm. Or, yes, the uh, Drake down, is... There's, yeah, there's also a bar. Yeah. There is a bar. Yeah, in the venue. Yeah, you can drink while you, you watch drink. the show. What's it like doing a matinee of this show? 
Well, I mean, matinees are weird at the at the best of times. Yeah. You know, when you're doing like Oscar Wilde, but yeah. doing a show Just like get this. brunch drunk and then yeah, <laughs> it'll all be perfect. Yeah, I, I really don't see what the difference is. <laughs> Mimosas versus uh, you know vodka soda. That's the only difference. Yeah. <laughs> just get brunch drunk. that's the best answer to that problem and actually yeah. the drake has great brunch so, oh yeah uh, it is worth while going down uh, make I, a day of it and i believe there will be a, a special if you're seeing the show you'll be able to get a brunch or dinner yeah. special of some description as a package yeah for sure and if uh you're interested if you like what you hear but can't make it out and you want to support us some other way uh, it's, we'd always appreciate donations. We're an independent theater company. We run on our own dime. We don't have any big name sponsors. So if you want to kick in a couple extra bucks, that really helps yeah. us out. For a mere $5,000, <laughs> we will come perform at your house. Yeah, that's not even a joke. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, anywhere, we, yeah. in a, whether your house is in California, yeah. uh, down on the beach somewhere, yeah. maybe. Uh, Say Redondo Beach. Redondo Beach would be good. Malibu. Malibu would also be nice. Uh, we'll do that. Um, Hawaii. This is worldwide, right? It's, yeah. The Philippines, it's uh, Australia. How are we getting that? Uh, well, there's, travel's not included in that, so you've got to, you know, <laughs> you got to foot the bill. You got to foot the bill for the plane tickets and, and the five star oh, yeah. hotel. But uh, outside yeah. of that, yeah, we're also available serious. for weddings, bar mitzvahs, <laughs> brisses. That's <laughs> yeah. it, it's that's that's a good tie-in. And <laughs> <laughs> the, the consecrated inch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> This has been this has been a pleasure. Thanks so much, guys. For thank you, well, thank you for thank having you, us. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have an upcoming Toronto-based performing arts project or production, I want to talk to you about it. Visit walkleft.ca.